Hey everyone, welcome to the Mobile User Acquisition Show. In the Mobile User Acquisition Show, we feature interviews with the smartest folks in mobile and growth who share invaluable, actionable, tactical insights on every aspect of mobile growth and marketing, not to mention some adjacent areas just as well. The Mobile User Acquisition Show is presented by me, Shaman Rao, CEO of the mobile growth marketing firm Rocketship HQ and produced by Karishma Sundaram, our superstar content marketing manager at Rocketship HQ. Each episode includes strategies, tips, and pointers from the leading edge of mobile growth marketing that you can use to unlock tremendous growth for your app in a sustainable and capital-efficient manner. An advertiser recently asked me, I've been hearing about media mix modeling to address the very broken tracking on SCAD network. Should we evaluate media mix modeling for a product? Now, they're spending low six figures a month, and this is on four channels. This ask from them brought up one of the frustrations I have about some of the advice I see on marketing and growth. Uh, this is the assumption that there are one-size-fits-all solutions that are widely applicable to everybody. Uh, and obviously, you know, media mix modeling is proposed as one such solution that is the cure for all marketing problems. Yes, you know, first of all, last attribution is problematic. Most digital measurement on multi-channel media mixes does not account for incrementality. So it is a problem if you know two of your sources are targeting the same users and claiming credit for the same users. Absolutely, that is a problem, especially with the broken tracking on SCAD network. And yes, media mix modeling can be very powerful, but it's not right for the vast majority of advertisers out there. To state that, you know, media mix modeling is the future, uh, you know, without necessarily specifying what circumstances it's right in, is an incomplete picture and possibly a misleading picture. Now, for that matter, if you say any specific tool is universally applicable or any specific method methodology is the future, is really an incomplete picture, not just media mix modeling. So, Let's talk about why media mix modeling is not right for the vast majority of advertisers out there. So this is primarily because in order to get a media mix model that is useful, you need significant quantities of data about very, very different variables that drive your marketing outcomes. Now, if you're PNG or Nike or a digital advertiser that spends in the tens of millions monthly, you're likely operating on multiple channels, social search, other digital programmatic, influencers, radio, TV, newspapers, what have you, right? And each of these can influence your final revenue or outcomes very, very differently. Uh, and the more spend, click and purchase data you have, especially broken down by source, the more powerful your media mix model can be. Now, for the vast majority of mobile app advertisers, or actually I would say for the vast majority of all advertisers, 
this quantity and sophistication of data is just not available. And to be honest, uh, if all you're running is Facebook, Google, Apple, and a few other programmatic channels, you really do not need this level of analysis. This is also because, you know, if your first purchase, free trial, or any event that is a predictor of LTV tends to happen in the first 24 to 48 hours of an install, you really have a very good read of the value of the user and where the user is coming from. It's not always precise because last touch is broken. You know, uh, there's incrementality overlaps, but uh, there's duplication, but you have a very good idea uh, from, and, and this is very, very much unlike a lot of consumer goods products where purchases can be a much more distant in time from exposure to media. So, you know, uh, you if you, see an ad, you're not going to buy uh, detergent immediately, you're not going to sign up for a bank account immediately, right? So a number of other consumer products, it, their response is not as immediate. So you really, uh, the relationship between media consumption and user action is not as direct. Now, a related factor, as you know, as I also also mentioned, is that you need significant, significant analytical sophistication to pull off media mix modeling that is actually helpful or useful. You need systems and teams to help you understand the relationships between your different marketing channels and also your external factors. Now, to understand this better, you know, there's this article in the Harvard Business Review. I'm going to quote from that. Uh, working with the vast quantities of data collected and analyzed through the attribution process, you can assign an elasticity to every business driver you have measured, from TV advertising to search ads to fuel prices to local temperatures. Elasticity is the ratio of the percentage change in one variable to the percentage change in another. Knowing the elasticities of uh, your business drivers helps you predict how specific changes you make will influence particular outcomes. If your TV adds elasticity in relation to sales is 0.03, for example, doubling your TV ad budget will yield a 0.3, uh, will yield a 3% lift in sales while all other variables remain constant. In short, Analytics 2.0 modeling reveals how all driver elasticities interact to affect sales. Let's take a step back and I will ask you, how many mobile app advertisers are able to measure the elasticity of TV ads in relation to fuel prices or local temperatures? You know, very, very few, I might say. In another section of this exact same article, the authors are saying, Crunching the vast database of driver elasticities, the optimization software generates a set of most likely scenarios along with marketing recommendations to achieve them. The software also can test specific what-if scenarios. For instance, how will sales of our mid-sized pickup truck in Denver be affected if gas prices climb 5% and we launch a combined TV and online campaign promoting a $300 rebate? Again, right? How many mobile app products you know can look at a scenario where gas prices climb five percent and a combined TV and online campaign promotes a twenty dollars rebate? 
again, uh, you know, which is not, this is all of this is not to discount media mix modeling. There are absolutely digital products that operate at the kind of scale uh, that could hugely, hugely benefit from this sort of modeling. You know, or it could be a food delivery app that has widespread distribution and that's very impacted by temperatures, the lo location, uh, you know, and of course, uh, outdoor advertising, you know, the, uh, the spend on outdoor advertising as compared to digital, certainly it's absolutely, absolutely possible. But for the vast majority of mobile app advertisers that are usually operating off an MMP or an in-house database, even if they are at high six figures or even like low seven figures in spend, this sort of rigor and analysis is both unrealistic and useless. Uh, and not to mention the fact that it's a complete overkill. What's also challenging is that it's hard to do basic MVP versions of media mix models. So you could, for instance, you know, if you want to do incrementality analysis, you could make basic models, you know, using spreadsheets, or you could do pre-post tests, you could uh, test in some geos as compared to others, but it's much, much harder to build these media mix models in an MVP way without significant sophistication. So in summary, while this can be a very, very powerful tool for advertisers with vast quantities of data, uh, you really need data, heterogeneity of media sources, quantity of ad spend, sophistication of ana anal analytics resources, uh, among other things to make media mix modeling work for you. So this isn't right for the vast majority of advertisers out there. Uh, sometimes the simplest solutions are the best. And uh, I think you should seek sophistication when the time's right, when you're ready for it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Mobile User Acquisition Show. If any of this was helpful or instructive, I would love for you to leave us a review or rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcast fix. This podcast takes a ton of time, effort, and love to produce, and I deeply value every review and every piece of feedback that you share. Thank you for listening. And I will look forward to sharing our next episode soon.